Bless my heart and shush your farts. It's another episode of the Cultured Guitarist. <laughs> We're off on a roll, gentlemen. Oh, oh, Here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> my name is Low Acidic Al. Low Acidic Al. And with me as ever is Carbonated Casper. Uh, Okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I like that. All right, all right. And our special guest <laughs> from Gear Fever, real Nervous. fruit juices, Ryan. <laughs> so together we make one epic soda. It's a good soda. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So, all right. All right. All right. Fizzy fruit, fantastic, fun time. Now I'm thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Actually. I water? Did yeah. you bring water? I didn't bring water. No. <laughs> Way to go, Al. Yep. Blew it. I did. How's it going, Ryan? <laughs> I'm doing well over here. It's a nice sunny Southern California Friday afternoon. Excellent. Excellent. To make everybody jealous, yeah. Is it true that LA doesn't really have weather? It's just sort of Yeah, we don't get seasons. We just have seventy two degrees and mostly sunny. That's it, eh? Wow. Yeah. So when that's much, in, we... in real temperature, that's like what? 72, that's like 27. Is it? In yeah. real temperature. I have no idea. You got to learn how to translate those freedom units. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know the weather is good like easily 300 days out of the year. We get rain a couple times, but it's great. That's that's awesome. That's that's worth putting up with some of the the hazards of sunset the traffic. The, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of bad in know. LA, but the could... weather's not one of them. Catch me down there, just for that reason, man. What? So many people. Uh, so yeah. many people. Uh, I'm just, you know, we don't live in a big city, and there's too many people. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact for the world out there: Casper is actually the world's youngest grumpy old man. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's not a lie. <laughs> I actually prefer the basement with no windows. <laughs> <laughs> I think secretly we're all kind of waiting for that day where we can fully embrace that life. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Or we could just be the grumpy old man that we hated. See, I, I relate really well to grumpy old people. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I get it, you know? I, I'm the opposite, man. I'm, I think I'm going to be that old person that people are like, did you ever grow up, you idiot? Yeah, no, you're you're not going to be me. <laughs> no. Because you, you won't actually grow up, I don't think. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's like that that ship sailed, man. I'm turning forty, and it's like I am. I am really. I'm really immature. Yeah. Mm. So it's okay. Don't ever lose that. Thank you. Let's get back on track here, Al. Yeah. Before we get a phone call from Dan, um, you have been up to what uh -huh. this what, week? Me this week? This week, music and or guitar related. Oh man, um, we're we're still. We're, we're, oh man, what have I been up to this week? I got a package from Tree Picks. Yeah, that's they, a cool package. They mailed us uh, a couple of sampler packs of all their different hardwoods that they make picks yeah. out of, and uh, promptly left them in the car, so I can't. Yeah, I forgot about the vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> Get them afterwards. <laughs> um, they also sent us two packages of like personalized. Yeah, those picks. are sweet looking, man. Says the culture guitar oh, wow, on one fancy. side. Fuck. Then each of our names on the other side. It's really funny when you sent me the photo, the first photo. It said the cultured guitarist on one, and then on the other two, it just said your name. 
And I was like, those other two better have my effing name on them. You know, I was like, I, was like, <laughs> I didn't even notice that they said anybody's name. Well, I just thought they all said. Yeah, no, no dig against them. I was just like, I hope I'll like, I hope they know that I'm a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not but, just the monkey with the switches, you know. <laughs> I didn't, uh, it was when, um, oh, it just, his name just slipped my mind. Uh, but I, I was the, the, the main guy behind tree picks. Uh, I'm regretting that I can't remember his name right now. I'm going to get, get Instagram open. Cause I, <laughs> I hate that I forgot his name. Um, it was when he sent me a picture, um, Adam, Adam is his name. Yeah. You'd think I'd remember that. Just not anyway. Uh, he sent me a picture that they're, they have a photographer they work with whenever they're doing pictures for their Instagram or their site or whatever. Right. And uh, he sent me a picture. It's like, hey, here's a nice for for sharing or whatever. Um, and it wasn't until he sent me that picture to our Instagram that I realized, like, oh, he personalized things. You didn't notice that it had our logo <laughs> on him? I noticed it had our logo. Okay. But okay. I didn't notice that they that he on the other flip side, he put both of our names. It's crazy because you took a photo and sent it to me. Hey and, man, I and just it said I your just name right here. on the one that was there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So got, got those. Um, I'm excited to say that uh, currently, right now, I'm not going to have time to pick it up until Monday, though. Um, as and we're recording this on Friday. Uh, maybe I'll get a chance tomorrow. I'm going to try. Okay. But, uh, but I'm excited. I to believe say in you, that, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dude. Thank you. Ryan. It's going to happen now. That's the. That's you the, got this. That's the can-do attitude and belief I needed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm excited to say that uh, ELM Effects, our friend Eric Mero, uh, he he mailed me a, a Skybridge, dude, mm. as a thank you gift, um, and it's waiting for me at the post office to pick. So up. to qualify, I don't think we've talked about why he sent you a thank you gift. I think we did on a previous episode. I think there but, was uh, talk about maybe. Oh. Um. I so a week ago, a week and a half ago, um, real time. I, I don't remember how many podcast episodes ago because we usually record a few a week or two or three weeks out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went and uh, helped Eric uh, pick up and purchase a nineteen seventy two Gibson SG, uh, left handed mm-hmm. from uh, from Vancouver, which is about a four and a half five hour drive from where Casper and I live, um, and uh, obviously not in the United States of America, yeah. where Eric yeah. lives. And uh, so I, I drove out there for him. I actually sent him the ad and stuff for this guitar twice. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went out there and picked it up for him and brought it back, and I still currently have it in my possession. We were joking on a previous podcast episode about taking some lewd pictures with it to send to Eric. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just listened to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric did, too, because I got a message oh, from did him you? saying, please don't please take don't. my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that, that was part of an episode. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Great idea, though, yeah, and was, Eric, I can't make any promises, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. What happens, happens. <laughs> he just needs to search through the case when he gets it to make sure there's no surprises. <laughs> It'll be just lift up the guitar and be like, oh, God. <laughs> there's Polaroid pictures yeah, hidden in there. That's, that, that that's was, yeah, it's the that way. was the idea. <laughs> put, him, put him underneath the body. So yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't know what's happened until he's He already, doesn't know, right? Yeah, he's already holding the guitar. Yeah. Put some hand sanitizer. He thought he's already received. Case pocket. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> hide it, hide it in the electronics or something. Oh, oh. yeah. When he goes to open it up and have a oh, look, it's Ryan, like, that's a special. There you go. It's just devious. <laughs> <laughs> Opens the cavity cover, and just like no. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh man! Just two puffy bearded dudes, Burt Reynolds and on a guitar. With his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I I did that, and uh, Eric was kind enough to to send me a a sky bridge as a thank you gift, which is I'm I'm looking forward to trying out that pedal. I just watched another uh, session of it. Someone playing it on Instagram today. It just sounds fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's a that's, a that's a drive pedal, right? Yeah, with a with, with a boost. boost in it. Yeah. yeah, with a boost. Oh, uh, yeah. You can never go wrong with that combo. It's like, it's, how is that not a winning combo? Yeah, so, yeah. That yeah, it is a winning combo. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. And then uh, otherwise, uh, this week um, I haven't been up to too much. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's about, that's my week. That's, that's my week. What about you, Ryan? What have I been up to this week? It's been a heavy demo editing week for me. Last week I shot, this was a new record for me, but I did seven pedal demos in one day. Whoa. Um, I know, it was a fun day. No doubt. Uh, but lots of planning beforehand, and now I'm just kind of getting those things out there. So um, got some good ones coming up. I think I can talk about most of them too. And uh, actually, yesterday was super fun. I spent a few hours at the Bad Cat Amps shop. Cool. They're local to me. Uh, got oh, to meet John, cool. the owner, and uh, he pulled. He was super nice. He pulled out like four or five amps for me to try, um, showed me what they do, and brought some goodies home too. So I'll have some some more Bad Cat content coming up here soon too. So it was a good day. That was a great day. Yeah, yeah, man, that Bad Cat is awesome. Rad, rad as hell. Have you played any of their stuff? I've played a couple of their amps. Uh, I'm struggling to remember the models. It's been a few years. Uh, it was at Avenue Guitars in Edmonton, uh, which is now long closed, unfortunately. Mm. But uh, it was it's one of those experiences plugging into an amp. Where it was just like holy smokes! Yes, just yes. Like I didn't know an amp could do this. <laughs> it's really the the K Master knob that they have on all their amps is so good just to have that master volume it just makes every amp usable in every setting it feels like yeah oh i want to play a bad cat mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a good day it sounds like a rad day i gotta say that's like that's a serious advantage of living in la is just the sheer number of people and companies and music related things that are happening all the time and based there yeah is yeah you know nashville is the only place that might come close maybe new york yeah i was gonna say those are like the other two big hives yeah of, of musical yeah. energy right and that's in the world yeah yeah like it's definitely true yeah like there's a lot going on here yeah that's that's a good place to be for that Unless you're pros and cons, <laughs> yeah. And it's like just, it's just too, too many, many people. people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I like, I can go and hang out and and be in a big crowd and you know go to a show like a big guitar show or something. But I don't, and I don't often enjoy hours upon hours upon hours of like 
hundreds of people. I wish I had so. that weed song queued up. Too many people in the neighborhood. Beep, boop. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not, that, that's my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Casper Gasper, mm. speaking of your life, what about you this week? Um, guitar and or music-wise, uh, I have been watching my Instagram messages box very, very, very closely for any updates on an upcoming project. And it's driving me. Oh, is is it the project I think of? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's very very exciting stuff. Mysterious and vague. Yeah. (laughs) It's coming very, very soon. Are we, are we, do you want to, we could officially like announce it. Yeah. I don't, the problem is I don't, know when we're actually going to be starting it yeah because we don't have anything mm. yet no <laughs> but all of the gears are turning everywhere else except here they better be I, well <laughs> i started working on this almost a year ago well i know but <laughs> so for example like we've got okay let's just kick it off all right do it okay it's so oh, i'm so excited yeah i'm so excited so this, this is, is the big moment. this is the official moment what al and i've been working on for literally a, a little over a year now um is kind of to highlight a part of uh, guitar culture that we kind of think maybe doesn't get as much publicity or as much energy as, as we think it maybe should. And it's a big part of guitar culture is parts casters. So mm. DIY guitar projects are like, not, it's, it's certainly a YouTube thing. Totally. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But it's, it's, you know, for the average lay guitar player that doesn't really maybe think of that, as a as an avenue to like get a really well made guitar, and it may also come up as like, oh, that's just a, you know, that's a kit guitar and it's cheap and it's garbage. When uh, that's the, as far from the truth as could be when I mean, you're working in this. On, yeah, when you're working in with the like the people that Look we at are these talking. Gorilla hands and tell me. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that's so. So Al's side of the project may not turn out to be the best. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just because he touched it. <laughs> but no. So what we did is we kind of started just kind of spitball the idea uh, of maybe we should put together a parts guitar. Uh, for the show, kind of document our way through it and talk about all the things that we encounter as we go. And then we got uh, an early adopter of the project. Uh, and I think yeah. we'll just. Yeah, I think let's, 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 let's announce, let's, you know, if we're going to announce it, it let's announce it. Yeah. Um, so we got uh, Gary at Partscaster Concierge on board real early with the project. And he was super yeah. keen. So, and he, Gary built some great, great stuff. And, and some of the, some of the projects and the and the things that are coming out of his shop are just top notch. Yeah. So um, he was our first kind of sponsor, as it were, to really kind of think, okay, maybe we got something here. Yeah. Yeah. Because because the if I can interrupt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go on. I, the a couple of key things here is a we we wanted to we wanted to do this and we wanted to kind of like create a little mini series within the podcast mm-hmm. of like. You could sit down and build your own parts caster while listening and kind of to us build parts casters and kind of enjoying the process together. Yeah. Or as together as we can be. Um, yeah. And B, Casper and I faced uh, some pretty extreme budgetary constraints in this project. Indeed. <laughs> as uh, COVID times have been interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I've been unemployed for over a year now. Yeah. And uh, you've got three kids you're raising. It's not like money's just willy-nilly. No. So uh, we, we realized pretty early on that to do this, we would have to kind of find some some brands and to kind of sponsor the thing. Yeah. And, and otherwise yeah. it wasn't going to happen. And and, uh, um, and in that regard, um, 
the reason we talked to Gary so early on is because we didn't want to. It didn't make sense to go to like Warmoth. And I was, yeah, that's the point I was going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Parts, we kind of thought to go, if we stuck with indie guys that are doing this, trying, yeah. you know, trying to build a brand uh, and avoid the, not avoid, but, you know, if those, we can. Those big companies are doing they, great. They're doing they great. They don't, they don't need our, yeah. our help, right? So, um, yeah, we decided to kind of stick with uh, within our Instagram community um, and really kind of branch out and reach out to to the guys that or folks that maybe want to be involved and 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 have something to gain from it, you know. And that's we want it to be something that everyone can gain from. Um, so uh, Gary got on board right away, and that was awesome. And and that week, it, I don't want to say the project kind of stagnated a little after that, but it, it was really difficult for us to be Finding... able to approach a neck builder for one. Because uh, that is probably the most intensive part of the project is building the neck and yeah. having. It just seems like if you're if you're wanting to work with, um, as we did, it's mm. kind of under the the kind of uh, guidelines of of trying to work with smaller, more independent, and and maybe less known brands. Um, there's not a lot of people just building necks in the you know. As yeah, their thing. replacement thing yeah. or or yeah, so that was that was a a tough thing to do and and um, because that that field is pretty dominated by the big brands. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so like we were super fortunate. Um, Al put out a kind of a feeler uh, on our on our socials a while ago and uh, asking looking for you know independent neck builders that would maybe be willing to join the project. And um, we were so very fortunate to have Trevor Woodland from Vigilant Guitars uh, get in touch with us. And he's been on the show um, uh, now, too. It's And some of the – that was a little bit of a crazy interaction and a crazy process we had with him because it was kind of like a, here, guys, have a look at what I do. Um, here's a list of the things you can choose from. If and yeah, if, we'll, if you want a crazy custom neck, Trevor is oh man, Trevor's your guy. So, sorry, we're, I think we're um trying to speed this along here, so we got to talk to But uh, so so Trevor came on, and that was when things kicked into high gear because all of a sudden it was like, okay, we that that because that those are the neck, two biggest pieces there. Yeah, yeah and and finding a neck builder. That was well, like a seven month delay. It yep. took a while. It took a while. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I wasn't following either of those guys, so now I am. Oh yeah. I've definitely. Got some incredible stuff. Awesome. Yeah, they're they're really, really cool. And and it's cool that Trevor's based in Victoria, which is not far from us. It's yep. here in our yeah. province here. So we're Canadian love. Um so after that like things fell together really, really quick. Um Gun Street Wiring came on board. Yep. They're gonna, they're gonna nice, nice. Sean's wiring gonna build ones. us our wiring. Um, we're getting pickups from Dan at More Guitars, and, Denmark. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's that's the basics. The hardware and stuff. Most of it um, is coming. From... <laughs> what are you drinking, man? You're making me thirsty. <laughs> Can you hear that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that off the microphone. Oh man. <laughs> It's just after all that's, the that's shaking, our shaken, not stirred. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the drink that you that is our nicknames. Oh no, man, that's what I'm drinking. Oh, Casper, we might have to get some water down. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, 
either through uh, mostly through Trevor actually at Vigilant we got most of the hardware. Yep. Um, I had to independently source some hardware because I was being a little bit uh, hipstery <laughs> <laughs> about my build. Yeah. <laughs> I want. I need a Bigsby style trim. Like <laughs> my my trim system can only be purchased yeah. from France. <laughs> <laughs> So, I yeah. finding a Bigsby right now is really difficult. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's gold or nothing right now. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's what oh, I'm wow. told. It's but uh, I did a, a Duesenberg less trim is, mm. is what I went. Oh with. yeah, yeah. So I and and uh, I've I've actually got that in my possession already. <laughs> it's been so hard <laughs> not to put not it on to your slap SG. Slap it on my SG. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, so we're that's there we go. It's officially announced. Uh, we're gonna do a, a mini series, I guess. It'll yeah. be released in place of regular episodes. Yep. Um, and we're gonna build parts casters on air, not quite in real time, but close. Close. Yep. It'll be a it'll be a, an overtime project as we work on them and and yeah. you know develop our we're finishing. Not, we're not going to release nine at nine hours worth of episodes talking about sanding and finishing. Cause that'll <laughs> no, be no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, that's, that's the, that's the thing. It's very, well, that's super very cool. excited. So, um, it's right now, I think your neck and body are pretty well complete. Mine are done. Ready yeah. to come to us. Yeah. And I am, uh, waiting, not, I'm waiting very patiently because I've my project is a a little bit. <laughs> I've actually created a whole ton more work. You have not been waiting patiently. No, man, I've been chomping at the bit. <laughs> but I'm trying to be really patient, and I understand the process is not like okay, it's going to be done tomorrow. And I started wanna, it. Do you want to share what the projects are? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. yeah. So um, my project isn't really a guitar, quote unquote. It's a bass. I got a um, oh. non reverse Thunderbird style body um with a multi-scale fan fret multi-laminate neck and oh my gosh yeah <laughs> so uh you know stainless steel frets and and the whole bit um and it's gonna be running like a, a jazz precision jazz combo pickups with a volume volume tone I'm very very excited very excited i'm very excited man yeah. <laughs> i know <laughs> Your yours is that's to, gonna be insane yeah oh yeah your bass is looking so cool that i'm <laughs> as much as i'm excited about my guitar and i'm over the moon about I this know. thing uh i definitely am eyeballing your bass with like why didn't i think of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's cool some of the some of the really nifty we'll, we'll go really really quickly so um my body is an ash body with a walnut top like a really dark walnut top and then a walnut um, maple wenge uh, multi-laminate neck with my own custom headstock shape. Um, yeah. It's a four-string bass, multi-scale, I said that. Uh, rock light uh, fingerboard. Um, that rock light looks good. Oh, man, it I, looks so good. You know, it's one of those things where, like, it took me a little while to get used to the idea of, like, composite materials like rock light and stuff. But I didn't even know it existed. To yeah. be honest with you, I didn't even know it existed. And then Trevor was like, well, hey, what do you think of this? And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And so I watched yeah. it, did a bunch of research. I'm like, actually, dude, that looks that looks great. It's going to be super durable. Looks, it looks sick, looks man. looks sick. Oh. And yeah. so, like, you know, custom inlays and all the bit. We'll save all the detailed details for later, but, yeah. you know, when we're doing it. But it's going to be really, 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 really cool. And I'm yeah. super stoked. And Al. Oh, am I doing mine? 
Yeah. I thought okay. I thought you were gonna do both for some reason. Oh, if but. you want to. Well, I don't really know um, all the details, man. It took you sixteen <laughs> weeks to design design your headstock. I, <laughs> so yeah, Trevor Woodland letting me design my own headstock shape was possibly the worst thing he could have ever done. Yeah, it's a foolish idea. I, I must have drawn close to a hundred different headstock shapes. Easily, it took Easily. a long time. And I, then I was super like, you need to adjust this little corner here. By three, like you didn't change anything. <laughs> like, the man is doing you a favor. Leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so my my guitar is going to be a Rick style, three sixty style body, um, made of Limba or Karina to you Gibson fanatics out there. Um, it's prob. I was going to try and uh, I don't know. I'll save those details for later in the podcast. Um, it's going to have, uh, it, it also has a, a multi-laminate neck from, from Trevor at uh, Vigilant Guitars. Uh, it's maple and wenge, just three pieces. Um, not doing the multi, uh, multi-scale thing cause, uh, it's kind of pointless on a six string unless you're going to be really down tuning it. Um, but I did do some, uh, I'm not going to go too crazy on the, the, the nut bar custom details that. But uh, I did do some, <laughs> yeah. um, some with a, with an I, asterisk. I got to do a just lot. a couple. <laughs> I'll share just some of them. Yeah, but it's it's the the whole build is pretty bananas. Uh, so it'll have a, a less trim. Um, it's got stainless steel frets, and probably one of the things I'm most excited about is, and this is where like I cannot recommend Trevor enough. As a, as a custom luthier or a, to build you a cool neck. Um, so you should all be following Vigilant Guitars if you're not by now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Done. Yeah. Um, Trevor <laughs> is doing stainless steel frets for me, but I'm a super, super nut bar for Gibson and old Gretsch and Guild and Ricky style binding on the fretboards. Where the mm-hmm. the plastic binding itself it, it goes over the fret ends or is the fret ends uh, carved over nibs? Yeah, yeah. Those fret nibs, I love it. I think it feels amazing. It absolutely can be a downside when doing a refret years and years and years down the road. Um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it. Worth it. Yeah, I wanted that. It's one of those things that like I am. I'm always disappointed these days by. Uh, any new regrets because it doesn't have that anymore. Gibson tried doing away with it for a while. <laughs> it was one of those people that like had pitchforks and torches ready to go. <laughs> <was> like, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Guild doesn't do that anymore. It's a very rare thing now. Yeah, and it's I get it. It's labor intensive. It's it adds a lot. Um, but Trevor did that for me, so I I don't think I know of any other guitar that has fret over end binding and stainless steel frets that's Mm. as far as i know a first and i've got it (laughs) (laughs) um so i don't have to worry about those refretting problems yeah exactly uh and then uh yeah i did a bunch of other custom appointments appointments i can't share yet (laughs) yeah yeah or i won't share well i mean if you're gonna do a big parts caster custom build you gotta go all out so I don't blame yeah. you for yeah. doing exactly what you want to do. Thank you. Yeah. When else will you get to do that? 
I never, honestly, probably yeah. never. And, and, not, and from a, you know, content creation standpoint, I, it didn't make sense to me anyways. And I don't think to you, Casper, mm. to just do a couple of tellies like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and not to like, you know, play down the, you know, guys that go and build tellies as their no, first one. I've, it's uh, fun, but totally. it's, it's not as a listening experience. It's like, and we're screwing on the control plate now. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just, it, yeah. it was just kind of like, uh, we, anyway, if you're in a guitar and if you get into parts caster building or if you get into the modding and stuff, yeah, I think you get through the build a telly phase pretty quick, or at least you watch a few on YouTube or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, as content creation, it's created. It's good. It's out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and this kind of lends uh, a little more to um, what builders are doing too. That is maybe different. I mean, how often do you just go to Warmoth and get uh, a body yeah. and a multi-scale neck and 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 like it's it's it, I mean, I get it, the base is a little bit outside of the normal, <laughs> but. It's also a really cool capability that all of these builders have. Yeah. That these these people mm -hmm. out here in the world doing this, supplying stuff for parts caster builders, like you and I, you know, it's just something that I don't think has been tapped into. And I, and all these guys are like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. And that's, that's something cool with going with, with these, yeah. these cool indie guys, right? Yeah. That's the, that's the benefit. You can, you can make something that isn't possible, even with a brand like Warmoth, which is, Got yeah. a crazy huge catalog of options yep. and makes stellar products. They really yeah, do. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't want to discount that either. They do make solid, solid products and totally. there's nothing wrong with it. Um, we're just, yeah, we weren't into that for this. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. Trying to push an envelope in a different way. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's what I've been doing. Watching my inbox. Every little thing I get from Gary <laughs> right now, is just like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thanks for coming on the show sure. there, Ryan, and we'll see you guys all. Uh, it's been a great time. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> all okay. right, let's, 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 really, let's get, into the, let's yeah, get yeah. into the meat and potatoes here. Mr. Ryan, dude, yes. like, I have done zero research on you. I usually do, like, at least a cursory amount uh, to our <laughs> guest. <laughs> but how did, you, how did you become who you are? Where did you... Well, what's the origin story behind Gear Fever and 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 you know, like give us give yeah us the, give us the whys and the hows of of you yeah so Gear Fever started um I've only been doing it for a little bit so it's only over a little bit older than a year but I started it because I just didn't want to flood my own personal Instagram with pictures of gear <laughs> I you know, I. It's like, there's probably more important things that I should be posting, but I have so many pictures of gear and I love it. So I just wanted a place to, to post it. And I started doing that and things kind of, I don't know, got some momentum. And so since then, the page has grown. I've taken every opportunity that's come and it's kind of blown up into what it is now. And I never thought it was going to be what it is and didn't have the intention of doing demos when I started. Um, but I love getting to do all of that. I was talking to, um, my buddy edge of breakup who also does demos Yeah, mm -hmm. and we were just, we were talking and we were saying like, if, if we didn't have these pages where we were doing these demos, what would we be doing? And both of us said, 
we'd be doing the exact same thing. <laughs> we'd be <laughs> buying a bunch of pedals. We'd be playing them. We'd be checking them out. Now we just film it and put it online for other people to see. So it's so much fun to get to do it. Um, and <laughs> I think there's, I think like the future is bright for gear fever. I have so many other things planned and, um, you know, trying to make, make this more than just a hobby. And, um, yeah, I never thought it was going to be anything more than just, you know, my, my Finstagram, but I love it. So fun. Well, that's, that's man, that's the passion becoming something, uh, that pays a little bit. That's all. Mm. nothing wrong with that, man. I, it's funny hearing you say like, <laughs> "What would you be doing if you didn't have yeah. this?" Would be the same thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Nobody would know about it though. That's kind of the roundabout yeah. story of the culture guitarist too. It's just like, yeah, yep. Uh, Casper and I and a and a third friend who's not involved in the show. <laughs> um, we like especially the third guy. That, <laughs> he was always starting these conversations about guitar stuff with Casper yep. and I. Yeah, and we would just spend and, hours and we just like, chatting about gear, hours and hours and hours. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah. Man, if I'm we should record this, this. If I'm gonna have the same conversation <laughs> about guitar gear like a million times, I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> it should serve a purpose. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and and thank God we did that. Mm -hmm. It's been a yeah, seriously. Met a lot of cool people, made a lot of cool friends, and uh, I have a lot of neat stuff I would never have had. Yeah, yeah. And it it opens yeah. your eyes to a whole lot of exposure to the uh, the rest of the stuff in the world. You know, as yeah. a as a relatively, you know, going on, oh, just almost ten years now, just barely scratching the surface of playing guitar. Basically, um, you know, yeah. things that wouldn't I would never would have known about if it wasn't you know for Al and I talking about it and, and and you know talking to the builders that we've talked to. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't yeah. even know about some of the pedals that are out there. I mean, now it's like an addiction, and and <laughs> and, and I, uh, you know. I have to rely on my partner a little bit to like, um, do you really need that? And I just say yes. And, but <laughs> <laughs> she's really cool with being like, okay. <laughs> yeah. The question's just a formality. We yeah, know exactly, that, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to ask, but we know how this is going to go. <laughs> uh, she ever says no, buddy. You'd probably no, no. listen to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, but you're not going to date better. You're I know. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> know that. <laughs> you pointed out yeah, every awesome. day. Well, I'm not, that's not that's not to say like. I, I just want to be clear. I'm not saying like she's the best you can get. I'm I'm saying she's amazing. Yeah, yeah I know. You're lucky. You're yeah. in the arena. I know. Just enjoy playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which oh, is that's awesome. Same yeah. story for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, no, I want to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, Something you, know you said too. Oh, go. Yeah, I'm, I was yeah. going to say something stupid, so you, you just go. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You it's really don't need to preface too. it, Al. <laughs> Is that just assumed at this point? Yeah, or? yeah. Uh, everything yeah. everything yeah, kind no, of just good. comes out sounding a little bit. So we've it. interrupted you three times now, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, like, something you said is so true. The best part about Gear Fever is just the people I've gotten to meet. Just uh, there's so many other gear nerds out there and guitar guys and just having the page has led to opportunities to meet my favorite builders, my favorite brands and all these other people who are just as nerdy and obsessed with it as I am. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So there's like, there's this whole incredible community out there. I didn't know existed. And now I'm a part of it's so fun. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, that is the best part of it. Hey, is it, it is a community and it is welcoming and yeah, all you got to do to be a part of it is just, 
show any interest in being a part of it and you're in it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It is a really great community, actually. There's lots of other communities that I'm involved in that are toxic and awful, but I haven't really experienced that. Oh, I've been at least in the Rooms the... of Doom Facebook page, too. <laughs> well, okay. I'm not in that one. I've heard the stories. I'm sorry. <laughs> at, least, at least on Instagram, it's pretty good. No, yeah. I love it on Instagram. Facebook, I had to, I had to unfollow it because it was just like somebody posts a picture of their rig. They're just like, I just finished this. I'm so proud of it. <laughs> the first comment is always like, you're proud of that. Yeah, like, like, I was like, oh, come on. Like, I, I remember my first rig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, oh, I remember when I thought that was good. Yeah, it's just like, I can't yeah. do this. I can't do this Facebook group. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Facebook is pretty awful. I think that's probably it. Yeah. I find no matter what it is you're doing, you can, that's kind of where you end up. All the kind of the trolls end up filtering into that platform. Yeah. Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. yeah. I don't really use either of them. No, I, I very rarely use Twitter. My Twitter is almost exclusively just me whining at brands. Mm. Uh, for, for things <laughs> you're just like tagging big brands and make mur, 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 oh man like i yeah. don't like that yeah. you Literally, did this like, <laughs> dear PUBG mobile when i play the game i have audio issues please fix <laughs> like they give a crap what i, I say you know my 80 twitter followers yeah <laughs> yeah but facebook yeah facebook yeah. is different because it's like I mean, it was the, the OG social media platform. So we all have yep. like most of our friends and family on there if mm -hmm. we're on there. And right. it, so it's kind of a weird one because it's so easily descends into mm -hmm. chaos and negativity if you let totally. it. But it, it can be great as well. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have a very like. <laughs> I avoid Question mark. A hundred percent. I don't join any groups on Facebook. I, I will, but if it proves negative, I, I unless have it's a hair trigger response yeah. to unfollowing or blocking or unless it's a unless it's a buy and sell yeah. group, which is usually pretty good. And I use it almost that's true. entirely for buy and sell. Yeah. Yeah. That's but I true. like Instagram because that's where all the cool people put their stuff. <laughs> that's where we found our friend Gear Fever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I have made my presence. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah, us too. Uh, we we have a Facebook page for the Culture Guitarist, but it gets a lot less love from us. Yeah, <laughs> I think it auto posts our Instagram. That's, that's pretty much it. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not going to get much love when Facebook just gets your sloppy seconds. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's a you know, that's a choice we made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I only have so much uh, time that I want to dedicate for social media, and even though like I care like I care deeply about the show. And promoting this show is, is a huge focus of mine. But I spend a lot of hours a week just tailoring our Instagram social media. Yeah. Um, and that's, and I, we, I said early on with Casper, like, our main platform is going to be Instagram. That's just, <laughs> that's where yeah. we're going to focus. Well, I think and, ease of use and reach and everything is, it is it. Yeah. You know, it makes more sense for us. <clears throat> and for most people, you know, doing the content creation end of things, it, it all kind yeah, of comes down to, I mean, if you're doing like a YouTube demo thing or something like that, like it, it obviously, you know, you got, yeah, that's a, yeah. Which, which I'm doing. Um, so all my videos, there's like a full length version on YouTube, which I feel like most people don't know, but YouTube is a completely different animal. 
compared to Instagram. Yeah. Trying yeah. to figure that one out is so tough I, for me, at least. I don't understand it at all. I don't envy you having nope. to work with it. It's um, That's a lot of work to make YouTube effective. Yeah. Yeah. Still but, figuring it out. If you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> You're you're in the arena, my friend. I'm uh, yeah. I'm just a I'm just a casual viewer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of the gear community, it was it was that gear community that actually led at least me to you, mm. um, uh -huh. our mutual buddy Asher over at Caulfield Cables. That's kind oh of how, yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I first really came to uh, to my attention came to find you. Yeah, Asher's Asher and Sarah over at Caulfield. They're just good people, right? Just they make great stuff too. But oh, yeah, yeah, great people. Yeah, we don't we don't have many of their things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my whole board's I, done in Caulfield cables, and I have a box of extra cables for when the yes. board grows. <laughs> of, of all the expensive gear purchases uh, I've made in the last year and a half, uh, Caulfield might be one of the most important ones. Yep. Yeah. I agree. It's it's amazing how um, how much your cables affect your tone and how underrated that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I, I did, we didn't fully appreciate it until we literally did an entire episode testing that out. Yep. I, yeah. And, I was actually I was I remember being so frustrated that when I compared the Caulfield cables to the other cables that I had, that I could hear the difference. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to be able to tell. Like, these are not bad cables. And, you know, I just thought high-end cables were just, I don't know, just smoke and mirrors. But when I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that that's how my guitar was supposed to sound. I was so frustrated. I was like, what have I been doing all this time? Yeah. Yep. That, Using these cheap cables. Is, I, we, so you've my, been a touring artist for, like, what, almost oh, two decades? Uh, <laughs> yeah often i mean more in the last decade but yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah and and for me it was like i i thought and i think i said this when we were sitting down there to do the test I was like maybe we'll notice like a five yeah. percent yeah. difference and, you i was that's a quote actually you yeah. said five percent out yeah. loud <laughs> and, and yeah. like you know for certain artists with the with where, where your budget gets huge and stuff is like that five yeah. percent becomes important enough to spend the money to be worth it um, and that was what I expected. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, you know, that's the kind of thing where you, you're comparing like a top end Epiphone to a, a standard Gibson is like, there's not too many differences. Like it's a good guitar either way. Mm -hmm. You are yeah. more with the Gibson for sure. But you know, you could do a professional setting gig with an Epiphone. You could. Yeah. Uh, so that was the kind of experience I was, I went in there expecting. And then like, four and a half hours of testing later and just ready to beat my own head in with a bat just and we chose to do the caulfield like the the, the high high end last yeah they were the last ones was and, the last one. oh yeah so when we hooked up all these cables that i'm still blown away a little bit that asher was just like yeah sure and just send us a bunch of cables for free just to, to do this test with knowing we we're testing them yeah yeah, and, yeah. But I, th I think secretly Asher kind of knew. <laughs> he wasn't really worried. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's been a he sound knows, investment. He knows for what him. his cables sound like. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> ever since he's done, he's done that, we've been nonstop chirping. That's so great! Oh my gosh, <laughs> so, but like, yeah, that 
the soul food, the electroharmonic soul food. We that night, like I don't think it's a bad pedal, Mm-mm. but we weren't enjoying it that night. We grew to hate yeah. it. In fact, by the end of that, <laughs> by the time we, it was time to plug in the Caulfield stuff. It was like, okay, one more go. Yeah, yeah. here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd, yeah, I don't know. Um, for anybody of our listeners, and and maybe you, Ryan, as well. That's I don't expect you've listened to every episode we put out. <laughs> But our, I don't remember what episode number it's like 17, 17 or I think. something like that. 17. Our cable test was, out. but uh, we set up a, a quote-unquote boutique board and a blue-collar board, we called it, mm-hmm. where gotcha. it was just like, you know, boss pedals, very accessible pedals that didn't suck but weren't expensive. Yeah. And then the boutique board of just like high-end pedals. Yeah, we Dark Scientist to- and mm-hmm. Empress and like... Yeah, we, we wanted right. to kind of test the cables using these two things, and that was our that was the scientific as we got. <laughs> but it still took four and a half hours of testing all these different levels of cables out, and the blue collar board was the most frustrating because it was just like the overdrive we'd hooked up was that soul food, that soul food, and we yep, were just yep. not. Digging it was it. <laughs> it was the first pedal in the chain, the first one we tested. So every time you plug in a yeah. set of cables, you get this limp wristed overdrive. It was like, ugh. Yeah, I was like, "Why didn't we plug in a blues driver?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stupid driver. Yeah. And the second we hooked up the Caulfield cables, it was like, "Holy!" Oh, crap, I accused I accused Al of bumping the controls. Yeah, he did. I, I was like, "What did What did you change? What did you touch?" <laughs> That's not even the same pedal. It's a completely different animal. Wow, man. it was it was crazy, and it was the same thing when we got uh, a couple of uh, cables from Rattlesnake. Yep. It was just like, "Yeah, what the heck?" I, like you just. Listen, folks, the, the short story here is that you need to check your cables. Yeah, and all of those kind of sometimes overlooked things that you just expect that are all the same, you know, like picks, like, you yeah. know, stuff yeah. we've been exposed now, very, very fortunately exposed to some some really amazing gear. Speaking yeah, of, unfortunately, speak- right? Oh, I know. <laughs> Can't afford it all, but <laughs> that's the worst part about it is like I'm a little bit ruined now. Yeah. 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 Like I I've t- I've taken my taste from blue collar to Chachi Prin- mode. To princess. <laughs> <laughs> and I right, can't right. afford that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We have to keep doing this show because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My tastes are much better than my wallet will allow. Yes. yes. Yep. Absolutely. Well, it, it becomes a lot more strategic now. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to get a thing. I could get this thing, but I really want the nice thing that I know is going to be that that much mm. cleaner, crisper, right. Right. better, you know, higher quality. So, you know, so you can go and get uh, one of the Behringer TO800 or whatever that thing is. The Tube Screamer clone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. They sound good, but you know that if you ever took that thing anywhere, you'd wreck it. And it yeah. just, it's not built for that. And sure, it sounds decent, but, you know, if you had an actual one, you know, an old TS9 or something legit, you know it's going to sound better. Yeah. And that's the same yeah. thing in the boutique world. So, everybody... Support boutique builders. They are they are working hard, and, and we will. Are, yeah. And also support us by sending <laughs> boutique gear. <laughs> yeah, all three of us. That is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, that's the, that's the royal us. The royal us. Yeah. yeah. The royal soda. The royal soda. Yeah. Hey, that's hey, a, that's hey. A oh, there's oh, that's there's a good a, brand. A good, there yeah. we go. Yeah. 
There it is. Okay. Of, why, oh, There's our episode title. I'm thirsty again. <laughs> no, I'm not going. <laughs> That's all the way upstairs. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so so before you okay so before before you got into doing the demos and stuff, man. Before yep. your fever, you, you launched that. Like, you know, where where were you coming from? Like, what's the background? Yeah, I. Yeah, so I'm in LA, grew up in Southern California. Um, I work for a church. So, you know, the church gear world intersect uh, in big ways. So, some of those crazy, massive rigs are church rigs. Um, so, that was me, and that was kind of my world. And that's what I still do. I actually work for a church, uh, not involved in music really <laughs> uh, for my church. It's always kind of been a, a, a passion, but, you know, a hobby at the same time. Um, but that's what I've been doing. You know, I've married, I've got a kid, I've got one on the way and just trying to congratulations. um, Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, baby girl doing August. Um, so I'm just trying to get as much as many demos done before then, you know, that's, that's Mm -hmm. my plan from now until then. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't like, I've always played music. It's usually been around the church couple small like garage band things never anything that i'm proud of or anything like that but um yeah mostly just a bedroom player and now i'm a bedroom player with a camera <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect I, I always enjoy like you can kind of tell when you're surfing instagram a lot and looking at people's uh pedal board setups or amp setups like you start to get a nose for the guys that are on the worship bands and yeah. some of these larger churches because it's like okay you're I've, you're, I've you, you're not in a band I've ever heard of. You're not a guy I've ever heard of, but you've got three reverbs two, and a, two, a two delays, pedal so. board set up and a, <laughs> yeah. and a wet dry rig that involves four amps. You're not traveling, but you're playing along. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. in a church band. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. I mean, the, the church worship industry is keeping, keeping the guitar gear world afloat in a lot of ways. Or yeah, I mean, that's a, it's that a, is a consistent <laughs> weekly gig, you know? Mm-hmm. And, Happens uh, every week. you know, to its credit, it's also a gig where guys are not concerned about beating up their gear very much mm-hmm. because the True. gear isn't traveling very much. It's, it's, if it's traveling at all, it's a lot of guys can leave their stuff set up all the time. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, if you're buying a $900 pedal from, uh, yeah. Empress or something like that, it's, <laughs> you know, it's gonna stay fairly yeah. safe it's gonna be safe yeah. i mean i think it's the church world that has made things like the hx stomp or the strymon iridium or kempers even like so popular because i mean you I know so many churches are going ampless and noiseless i think it when those it things are to, so good when it yeah. comes to like the the kempers and, and fractals and that kind of thing it's like <laughs> it's either the metal world or the church world yep yeah, <laughs> polar opposites too. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> but either way, it's guys that want consistent sound, clean stage setup, and yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and every effect possible at your fingertips. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 yeah. right. I mean, that's me. I have a Kemper. I I love that thing. Yeah, there's nice. nothing not to love on those things. I am a troglodyte. And, You're a knob and, fiddler. Yeah, I. I need mm. something physically in my meat hooks to turn, or I don't understand what's going on. I've never done super well at uh, 
program, like the MIDI and yeah, the, yeah. I had a, I yeah. had a TC Electronics G system for a while, and oh, that thing got criminally underused for the amount of money I spent yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. If there's like secondary functions or secret stuff in there, it's it's hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, and I'd like to be that kind of a person. I don't, I don't know if I just need to get some Ritalin in my system or what, so I can <laughs> focus enough to to learn to do it. Or, uh, there's, there's, a, there's something that just I have a hard time focusing on that. I even chickened out of buying a Boss MS3 because I just didn't know if I could <laughs> learn it well enough to to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Like, don't you have the Boss? What's your looper? RS, uh, my, my RC three hundred, RC three hundred, yeah, yeah. And if that thing, if you had a, a like, if the RC thirty did as enough loops, that would probably be better because I don't think you use more than two channels on that thing most of the time. I, right? I can, I've used all three. I yeah. do in in at least two of my mm. stuff. But um, I, I when I was touring in the reggae band, I shrunk. I went from the RC three hundred down to uh, well, it was the RC twenty at the, at time. the time. Yeah, yeah. I remember I tried um, to buy that off you, but you'd already sold it. Yeah. Sold it right <laughs> from under me at the bar. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was it was good in the sense it was compact and, and good for touring. And, and for the amount of looping tracks I was using in the reggae band were a little, lot more limited. But it was also really frustrating for me to only have the one track to work with. Mm. Uh, yeah. It drove me a little bananas. Um, so the RC300 is does get fully used. In, in the sense of the number of tracks it has and overdubs. It's all um, the extra crap, though. None of the extra crap gets touched. I don't yeah. touch the yeah. rhythm section. I don't touch the effects. I don't touch the saveable memory banks. Or, right. Yeah, no, it's just a it's just a live looping apparatus. Yeah. I I actually thought of the same thing. It was just unloading my three my 30 and just going with a couple of, like, RC3s or a jam in or something, something a little simpler. I don't use any of that extra crap on mine either. I, you know, my, my recommendation with loopers is better off having the extra crap than not. Mm. I don't like any mm. of the extra effects or anything on no, the no, no. that machine. No, 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 then that's, that's fine. But if you bump into a wall of limitations with a looper, it'll drive you batty. Yeah. So it's, I, that makes sense. it's one of those, it's not like a Kemper where it's like, it's way too much and you're never, you know, yeah, yeah. It's gonna limit you by being too much to handle. It's it's kind of uh, you need the limits off so you can use it as much as your limited abilities will let you. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess that's how I feel about I. Uh, the last few times I've done any looping, I used the Zoya, the Empress Zoya. Yeah, yeah. And that that one is like, that's so hard to wrap my mind around that pedal. That oh, one is man. limitless. That thing is insane to me. Like. I'd love to tinker around with one, but that is the exact, yeah, that's the poster child for exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah. Like, I'm sure I would just stare at those, whatever, 30 little soft square light buttons and just be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I, before I got it, I watched like every single tutorial video on YouTube just so I felt like. I wasn't completely lost when I got it, but it really needed like those three. There's like two or three of them that are an hour long that really helped, but I needed to watch all of it before I felt like, okay, I think I can get here. Cause I, I'll, I've never done any like synth or Ural rack stuff or anything like that. So the Zoya was like 
a completely different way to think about your signal. Oh boy. Yeah. Just you saying that made me go like, Nope. (laughs) (laughs) It can do anything you want it to. And then anything that you don't even know that it can, that you want it to do, it can still do it. Yeah. It's, it's insane. The fact that the pedal is literally like, what do you want it to be? Program it. It'll do it. Is, Is just like, Nope. I'm not, I'm not that smart. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those guys that like season effects pedal do a thing and I'm like, oh, I want that sound. I'll buy that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm kind of the same route, but a little bit off because I'm like, man, that thing does that. Cool. I'll get it. And I won't be able to figure out how to make it make that sound. <laughs> it's like, this thing needs to have an actual like neuro yeah, link I so need, that I need simplicity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I'm going to think it and you're going to do it. Okay. Go. <laughs> I, I admire the heck out of people who can take a pedal like a Zoya. Not that there's another one like that, but you know, just things that are just yeah. infinite and do cool stuff with them. Cause if you give me a pedal or if, or if I purchase a pedal that is literally just me buying infinity, yeah, you're, not gonna you're still only going to do the four things you know it does. I'm going to sink back to my, like, old effects yeah. <laughs> sooner or later. I yeah. know I will. <laughs> old dogs can learn new tricks, but they got to be a smart dog, <laughs> and that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an old pug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got a thing I'm going to send you. I, I just realized I watched a YouTube video about pugs. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, sidetrack. Side oh, yeah, Al loves pugs. Oh. We talk about this all the time. Yeah, I'm a little obsessed. Yeah. A little bit. Oh. I, I, I've, I've, I once famously got so excited about a pug, I cried. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I love that. My One of my best friends has a pug, and for Christmas, me and my friends, we got him. I don't know if you've ever gotten an ad, but you can get these like, I don't know if they're paintings or photos of your dogs in like royal yes. outfits. Royal yes. outfits. Oh. oh my gosh, John Esterly just got his, his, dog. his dog. Got <laughs> was that for his birthday or something just recently? Yeah, yeah, he's got a pug and a royal pug now. It's so good. Yes. <laughs> I oh, I, I approve. <laughs> I approve of that decision. Uh, sounds like you'd need one too. Um, I need a pug again first. I, I currently do not have a pug in my life. Mm. So I'm wasting my time, I think. Yeah. Need to... what, am I, <laughs> what am I doing? All this gear money could have bought me a pug. Or two. Oh, thank you for that. Two pugs. That... <laughs> Jumping in with the helpful... <laughs> So how long have you been uh, playing, dude? Like, when did you start playing guitar? Were you a young player? So I'm you just, know, I actually started. That's yeah, my, that's my smooth transition back to being. Yeah, there you go. Nice <laughs> segue, good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started playing. I was originally a drummer. Actually, I played drums. I started playing drums when I was eight, and really played even into college. Um, I didn't pick up a guitar until. I was 16 or 17 years old, um, and that's when I started playing. But eventually, you know, my college years, uh, guitar became my main instrument over over drums. And, uh, yeah, I haven't looked back since. I'm definitely not as good as I should be for playing for, I don't know, almost 15 years now. But, um, 
Yeah, I started playing then. I remember I, so I'm you, looking at my... So your skill level isn't where you feel it should be. And also, because you're not a drummer, you're less employable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I really took two steps back there. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm looking at my guitar, the first guitar that I ever owned and the first one I ever bought for myself. And well, I just have some really fond memories of learning on that guitar. Um, it's a 72 thin line telly. Oh, I yeah. love that thing. That's the one. It's such a cool guitar. I like those guitars. Um, yeah. I had I had one almost in my hot little hands a couple of years ago, and it slipped. Oh, you my missed finger. out. Oh, it was you one of those. You have hot little hands. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I would have had. I was trying to organize a trip down to the coast, and it was like you know a four hour drive one way, and I just couldn't get it sorted out with the yeah. crap car that I owned and our other, our other buddy was, you know, he was going to, we were going to make a trip of it and he was going to grab it for me. And then it just, it just kind yeah. of I ran out of time and it sold. And it was like, oh. the dude was like on par, you know, to, he was ready to go. And he was, you know, we agreed on the yeah. price and it was like smoke and yeah. deal. It was just, everything was right. I just couldn't get there. Oh, love yeah. those guitars, man. I, I've, it's also been a guitar on my hit list for, mm. uh, maybe 15 years. I should really get one. <laughs> <I> <laughs> It, it was probably uh, enough time to know that you're you're gonna stick with it. It's it's it, honestly it's even been longer than that because where I got really turned on to them, like I always thought they were kind of cool, but I got really turned on to them by uh, is it Johnny Buckland from Coldplay. Mm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of his signature acts and and just a lot of Coldplay's early records to me were just magic, the tones and and stuff, and I just yeah, yeah. Well, and they got so much. <laughs> Under the hood, you know, you can do with those guitars. Yeah. They're just so great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And for me, I I ended up swapping the pickups out because um, mm. that guitar, I, I loved it. And then it kind of like fell out of a rotation for me. When I changed the pickups, it just completely came back alive. And uh, now I have two humbuckers in there and they're split. And um, what other humbuckers? They are Lambertone Cremas, which oh. are. I think my favorite pickups I've ever played. Um, mm, at least my favorite stuff. humbuckers. They're so good. Curtis over at Lambert Jones is killing it. He's doing such good stuff over there. Yeah. We got, we got to get him on the show, man. He, yeah, he's doing awesome work and he just seems like he's a rad dude. Yeah. He's super cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, whoever. Okay. So the person that, that advised you to head that direction with your first guitar was obviously like a, that's somebody you should keep close. They're, they were looking out for Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Somebody, yeah, they were like, hey, you should get this guitar. And I didn't know what I was doing. But I was like, all right, if you say so. And they were right. They were definitely right. <laughs> yeah, it definitely beats like when your first guitar is uh, like a, a Warlock from BC Rich or something that you make. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is a cool guitar if that's what you're into, but it's not maybe the guitar you're going to stick with for 40 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably not. I I missed out on that whole, you know, Squire Strat phase, fortunately. (laughs) Yeah, the like first act starter packs. Oh boy. Yeah. Yep. I I kinda did too. I was lucky to come up in an era when a used Mexican fender was about the same price as a Squire. Dude, your first electric guitar was a was a Fender Squire series. Yeah, but it was the Japanese-made ones. It was like, oh, see, that's different. Yeah, it's uh, 
Honestly, that's a no. I was like. I was not dogging on oh, it. I was, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying like, bro, you landed I, that that axe. I and didn't know it right what it was. I nailed, yeah, I nailed it way too good for being that ignorant about what it was. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I saw, here. Do you want to know what I sold that guitar for? Absolutely oh, not. I think it's gonna make me sad. Yeah, I'm it's gonna, gonna make everybody sad. I sold it for two hundred bucks, and then I oh, thought, gosh. <laughs> it was like. Hey, how does it make you feel that I sold my first electric guitar for more than you sold Not that good. guitar? Yeah. I sold an Epiphone Special. wise it's still real bad for me. I sold an Epiphone <laughs> Special 2 with, I think, with a gig bag for 250 So I oh, I sold, yeah. I sold this guitar for 200 bucks and a Digitech like, combo multi-effects unit, like a horrible <laughs> piece of crap. Yeah, yeah, but still. Yeah. 1997 or 98, like. Yeah, I was going to ask what year we're talking about here. Real janky Digitech stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bad. And then I thought this guitar was so crappy still. I was like, I ripped that guy off. And I gave him back 50 bucks. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, man, I don't feel good about this. Here's $50 back. (laughs) Well, I mean, it says something about you as a person. Um. It's funny, I'm still, like, that guy, his name is Quentin, and he and I are still buddies. Like, he, he's still on my Facebook. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'd be your friend, too, if that's what <laughs> uh, that was the deal you were giving me. Well, and so, like, we, um, four years ago, we call ended. What in the shit is going on here? I don't know. Oh boy! Hello. <laughs> oh yes, we're back. What? Uh, you know, just please excuse enough. me let's for just, a minute while I have a fucking aneurysm. Just, you just. just <laughs> oh, okay, okay. oh my gosh! Okay, buddy, well, let's just fire into it real yep. quick and let's keep going. Okay. okay, you got it. Do you want a mark or something? Or no, it's no? okay. So yeah. A couple of years ago, three or four years ago, Quentin and I run into each other again, and we happened to, uh, his girlfriend um, was a close, was a sister or a cousin or something of a super close friend of mine, mm. and so we all met mm-hmm. up in Kelowna over Christmas real briefly. And that that transaction came up, and he was like, man, I didn't know what I was buying. I didn't know how good or bad a deal was. I just trusted <laughs> you. He's like, it wasn't until years later when I sold the guitar and I found out what it crazy good piece of gear it was that i regretted it too and i was like that's how i felt <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, so we were both just absolute idiots oh man and both passed on this guitar that is now probably a really you know it, you could sell one of those for a good chunk of money mm. but i think those things go for around a thousand bucks right now probably yeah you know somebody's out there like i see those threads every once in a while i was like what is that steal of a deal that you got? You're like, oh, I got a claw for a hundred bucks or whatever. But that <laughs> yeah. is somebody's like, that's totally it. Yeah. yeah, somebody's story. This idiot named Quentin sold me a guitar that this other idiot named Al sold me. Yeah, yeah. I got it for two. I got it for hundred bucks. <laughs> Took all. The and then he gave me fifty back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, oh, that uh, is that. That is so you though, man. I. You're like, come on. I. I'm. I'm. What is that? What is that? Flyer? I think I'm fair in my pricing of stuff. I'm fair, 
but I'm also not going to let people walk away with it like for nothing. <laughs> but I'm also, uh, but yeah, if like we agree to a deal, that's the deal. And that's yeah. the deal. And if I feel like I got a good deal out of it, but I'm not going to price something unfair. You know, and I'm not going to yeah. sell yeah, yeah. my Epiphone special two for $800 and, you know, and, and hose somebody on it. Like, obviously not, but it's, once a deal is struck, man, if you if you agreed to pay me two hundred dollars for Listen, something, it's two hundred bucks, and, buy I, and I am not giving you any money back. <laughs> it was my first electric guitar purchase. It was yeah. also the first used piece of guitar gear I ever sold. Okay, yeah. Yeah. you're not going to buy the new Chase Bliss and list it before you even get it for double the price. <laughs> hey, uh, I found a guy around here selling a uh, um, a plasma pedal. Oh yeah, yeah. From uh, uh, game changer, changer, right? Yeah, game yeah, changer, yeah. Game changer. Yeah. Uh, selling it for five hundred bucks, used. <laughs> it's wow. like, it's like, dude, there's a store a half hour away selling those <laughs> things for three seventy five. Man, like, come on, it's crazy. It's like this. This is not a. This is not the nineteen eighty one DRV. This, you, yeah, I can go into any chain store and find this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, crazy. Yeah, the whole the whole like used gouging market is so it's such a hot topic right now too. I feel like I'm a little merciless. That's that's maybe one area where my nice demeanor is is gone now. And after you a little got, bit, yeah, got hosed on your Squire series. Like I'm not. <laughs> I was seventeen. No, I'm just mugging you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there were no good decisions being made by me None. at seventeen. Okay. No. Everything Very been, few seventeen-year-olds are making good decisions. So no, that is true. All my decisions were based on how stupid could I be, and somehow <laughs> there was boners involved. Like that was <laughs> that was everything I did at seventeen. It was uh, it was a train wreck. <laughs> Anyways, now now I just like when people post things on Facebook, especially in buy and sell groups, mm. and they're being deliberately predatory. Not like I I paid a thousand. I'm putting it up for nine hundred expecting to bargain down to 600 predatory i'm talking like like deliberately counting on people not knowing what the thing is and selling yeah. way too much money mm-hmm. that I, that's when i come on like the uh, yeah when bring when, up the parts casters thing there's some parts casters for sale on, mm-hmm. on in our local area yeah. yeah and it's clear like all right you, you want that snakehead guitar man <laughs> oh, that stupid thing no but there's some new ones up oh, right I... now have you seen these things mm. somebody clearly just bought mighty might or all part Stuff. pieces stuck them together came up with a name for their quote-unquote guitar brand mm-hmm. and is just selling these parts casters for way too much money like two thousand dollars for something that they relicked themselves yeah. with a sanding block and mm-hmm. it it's just like okay you're not doing your homework you're not doing your, you're not paying your dues you're not you're, this is not this is not something worth two thousand dollars this is yeah. yeah that's predatory you know that seems a little bit more forgivable to me than somebody who is flipping like pedals uh, like when you buy one new and because they're limited or they're special run oh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I and there's poor, like poor Steve Demidash with the uh, Demidash effects with his T120s, man. Yeah. Every yeah. time he does a new version or a new finish to that thing, 
it's like a week after he puts it out, some some jerk bag on Reverb got it up for seven hundred dollars yeah. or something. It's like, yeah, come on. Yeah, at least somebody's putting a part caster together. They're they worked on it a little bit, yeah. putting some time into it. Yeah, to varying but, degrees, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're just buying a brand new pedal because you know they're gonna run out and there's a higher demand, and you just relist it for more, that's that's not. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. That's and that's where I, I get on there and I'll I'll make a weird comment or something. Something that draws attention to the fact that yeah. the price is real bad. Yeah. Um I just because and it's not that I want to get in a fight on Facebook because I, I hate that stuff, but I just keep thinking about all the people I've known over the years who start playing guitar, spent too much money on a piece of gear that wasn't right for them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it led to them quitting. Right. And, and I, and that's just miserable, man. Like, yeah, I value our guitar community a lot and I want people to join it. I, you know, I'm, I don't want a bad experience early on to, to turn them off of the hobby. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these deals can be. Yeah. So I don't know. That's how I justify it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's awkwardly silent now. Okay, Al. Getting in fights on Facebook. Huh? Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Oh, buddy. Yeah, we've already talked about how we're not really on Facebook anyway, so. That is true. <laughs> I Yeah. I do the same thing with my... Uh, my artist Facebook, as I do with the the culture guitarist one, I, I just don't use it much. Yeah. I should, but, yeah. Yeah. I use my personal cool. Facebook a fair amount. See, that's fine. See, but that's another, here's a topic. Um, With all the regulations and things that have come out around, you know, live streaming your events and collecting, you know, donations and stuff like that, didn't Facebook put a whole kibosh on all that? Yeah, well, okay, so... So, I mean, if you're if you're doing a live stream performance of, of music that's copyrighted, Facebook can shut you down and ban your account. Yeah, but if that's, it's your own, no, they can still do that. I don't. That's sorry, I'm making a face. What? Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. They with they they hold they they own all the rights to everything. It's it's Facebook, right? Anything you do on their platform, they have the rights to kibosh it for whatever reason they want. Yeah. See, like, how does that? promote yeah. Facebook as a, as an artist's well, platform. It doesn't, but yeah. like the re here's my theory. And this is just my theory. I'm not claiming this is an answer, mm. but I think what they were trying to crack down on was things like, uh, DJs and stuff doing virtual watch parties of all this music that they didn't own. Yeah. That makes or, sense. That or, makes sense. I get game that. Streamers that were streaming and playing music that they didn't own. That makes and, sense, and you know, then then they get in sticky situations with royalties and who's got to pay what. Yeah, because that's a that's a public broadcast. Yeah, no, absolutely, but I think that would come down to there's got to be some other way to to mitigate that where you can make the user responsible or the user accountable. Because if you're going to go online and play, like, cause that just makes me think. Now it's like, man, I've got like, I've got my own music and performances on Facebook too. And it's like now Facebook owns that, and now I can't. 
I can't well, go and put my music out on Facebook or they can shut it off? You can't. I mean, odds are they're not going to do anything to, to, to most people. But yeah, there's that possibility there. So that's why, like, after that last live stream concert I did, I'm not mm-hmm. doing another one on Facebook because it's not worth the risk. I'll mm-hmm. do it on Instagram because even though Facebook owns Instagram, they have different policies or whatever. User policies yeah. and yeah. rules on Instagram. So, yeah, it's you just... It's yeah, it just a, got, like, weird. almost seems like it got really like unnecessarily sticky for someone trying to share your own music. I think it was a silly move for Facebook because there were, especially in the past year, just just an unholy amount of artists. Live stream stuff, yeah. And by making that move, they really, really dried that up. Yep. And everybody moved to to Zoom or to YouTube or to Instagram. Yeah. Anything else, really. Yeah. Just weird. I just have... No, it was a weird move, and honestly, if you want to keep doing that kind of thing and you have any kind of a YouTube following, that's the place to do it because you can do live yeah. YouTube stuff, and that's mm-hmm. they're not going to shut you down. In, in Instagram Live, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have to wonder how long Instagram will remain as user-friendly as it is because it seems like every year Facebook owns them, they get a little bit less yeah. and less. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like the Instagram algorithm has been frustrating lately. I feel oh, like yeah. it kind of comes and goes where sometimes your reach is good. Sometimes it's bad, especially for someone like me who my primary audience is on Instagram and I'm trying to grow it. Like there've been times where, you know, like a quarter of my followers see it and zero hashtags or anything like that. There's certainly putting a lot of pressure onto Facebook and Instagram algorithms to, to try and, to try and force people to, to pay to play. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You want your post to get out there and have reach? Pay. Because I, I, I get it. They're running a business, but yeah. I feel like they're also punishing their creators and people on there. Yeah, because I, I remember in like 2013, 2014, Facebook was my main artist platform as a touring, as I was touring then. We had massive, massive reach. And then in mid-2014, they did some algorithm changes yeah, just and introduced disappeared. Paid, paid promotion, and it was like every post we made got like ten percent of the reach it used to. Yeah, that's crazy. So you know, Instagram is is totally the same thing. They they're yeah they're trying. You know, when you're scrolling your Instagram feed, you can see it. Every third post is an ad. Yeah, or every three posts, then the fourth one is an ad or whatever it is. But I think it might even be fewer than that it's like every other sometimes it feels like it's it's pretty often it's, yeah you don't have to scroll much and yeah it's it's a little annoying yeah which yeah it is what it is i would tolerate i think i think i would tolerate it better if uh they would block the bot accounts mm. like that would the, be good the amount of times i i especially on the culture guitarist we get like looks great DM at music biz promo to yeah. blah, blah, blah. promote like, over here. Oh and... my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like <Yeah>. screw off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Which if you're one of those, those Instagram uh, profiles that are paying for an army of robots to put that kind of stuff <laughs> out there, you are the polyp on the buttocks <laughs> of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> if if you wanted to promote a business in that way, um, you know, run a f- better filter, run, yeah. run, you know, edit your, 
your deliveries. You know, work on it. Work at it. <laughs> yeah. Don't just set the army it's of a bots shotgun to shotgun blast. It to is the face, man. It's yeah. terrible. Is it? And it, yeah, it's just. Garbage. And uh, my policy with it, which uh, which is ruthless, like I block the bot. I block the home account. Yeah. Like that page can never interact with anything I do. Ever again. Yeah. It's just like I got no time for that, man. I hate that stuff. Yeah. I'm curious how effective those are too. Those can't be working, right? I, well, I mean, there's no way. If you check out the the bot accounts that's putting the comment down, those never have any followers. It's it's like right. They're garbage accounts. If right. you check out the account they're trying to promote, they're usually high follower accounts. But I have to wonder if they're high follower because of that, or if they're hacked accounts that when they got to a certain level, they got taken over or bought. Well, there and there's there's other things that work too because there's also uh, you know things that um, like automations that will yeah. utilize the algorithm without doing the oh post for me and all that kind of stuff. It won't send in any posts, but it will follow unfollow, yeah. and that will trigger follow like it'll, it'll trigger oh, yeah. follow reactions, there's right? So you can ways. see these these accounts that have you know tens of thousands of of followers, but they don't have any content. They don't have anything out there. Yeah, yeah. and it's just a, it's just an algorithm trick. That's then being, and that's so now all these, oh, DM me for this, DM me for that. All those interactions, <laughs> it's bot interacting with bot and things are just going crazy. About once a month, yeah. we get a flurry of likes. I can't remember the account handle. I'm not going to say it on air anyway. Mm. But about once a month, <laughs> we get a flurry of likes on like every post we've made on Instagram from this one account. Yeah. It's like, oh, somebody updated their their payment for the month. Of the, right, like, right. On the, <laughs> the auto bot following thing. And, and they're not following us, they're right? Just, they're just paying a bot account to well, it or prob- a bot program to like take their everything. account and like a bunch of things with and, the probably one of the hashtags. That oh, you absolutely, use. totally. Yeah, yeah. It's a right. Hashtag, but. <laughs> it's just like that can't that can't be working for you. Like this, <laughs> this cannot. And even if it does work, it's not generating a smart or healthy audience. Like no, in, in no way. No. no. <laughs> It's just, you can't be getting good organic engagement from that. No, like it's. Oh, I, th- I. So I've done a little bit of the research into this, and I think some of the like actual marketing numbers are if you can convert five percent. So like you got to think of the number of accounts that some of these bot things interact with. If you can convert five yeah. percent and into actual dollars, and that's like anything from. Hmm. You know anything mailing list? It's any 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 right. marketing tool you want to use. Um, just by asking, just by saying the words, just by making an interaction, you're likely to convert between three to five percent. You know, like uh, for example, a website selling a computer that offers a warranty. Just by having the button available to buy the extra warranty, they w- it will turn over between three to yeah. five or two to three percent, just because it's a button, not because somebody interacted with it actually intelligently yeah. or a person was talking about it. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. there's a button there. Oh, oh, look at that. I can get this thing and I'm going to click on it. Cause it's, cause it's there. It, it's a, it's all psychological, right? Yeah. I, it's, made yeah. Me, it's made me really jaded about what numbers of followers mean. Cause you know, looking at our account, we have a, we have a very low number of followers on our Instagram. I wouldn't say to, it's really well, low, I just, but I would like, say compared it's compared to what people would consider a lot yeah. or consider a decent amount. But, all of our followers were obtained in a very, very organic way. Yeah. Our growth is very consistent every month. Mm-hmm. All of our followers are generally consistent about liking our posts or commenting, or they, they're, they're actually listening to the show. At least for a certain amount of time. There's some, <laughs> maybe some of those older 
older accounts that don't interact Maybe, quite but, as often anymore. But, but like, you know, there's a quality of, of follow versus a quantity. And I would take the right. quality any day of the week because it's way yeah. more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. You want like invested, engaged followers, not passerbys. Yeah. There's so many accountants that just have inflated numbers for, for whatever reason. But like, you know, somebody who has 20,000 followers and you look and they're getting 75 likes or something like there's, there's something off with that ratio there. Yep. Totally. 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 Um, well, dude, we're getting a little long in the tooth here, but yeah. And that's uh, a lot. Do you know how many uh, times you've said that? I probably a lot. Probably like 70. <laughs> I feel bad because I know a lot of it is just me like distracting us and taking us down a lot of wandering paths, but um, we're, we're going to have to have you back again, man. Cause it, it really is awesome just to hang out and chat with you. And I love it. Like I said, this, this is the best part of the page. I just love getting to get to know people, hang out, talk about gear, talk about not gear. I love it. Yeah. It's the best. Mm-hmm. What's not to love? Yeah. yeah. Well, where do, um, where do people best find you? Where, how can they best keep, yeah. keep up with you? Yeah. So We've mentioned a few times. Definitely go check out the Gear Fever Instagram. It's at Gear Fever. Um, I have a YouTube page, uh, and I have a website. Actually, this one's a little bit newer, um, but uh, GearFeverMusic.com. Um, please go sign up for the newsletter. I have content that goes to the newsletter people only. So that's my little uh, plug for that. But yeah, those are all great ways to get in touch with me. My DMs are always open, and I love to talk about gear with anyone. So. If you're listening and have a question or just want somebody to talk to, I'm down. Let's do it. Cool. Sounds awesome, man. Ryan, you're an absolute prince, dude. I can't thank you enough for coming <laughs> on the show. <laughs> it is me. my pleasure. <laughs> Very accepting of all the stupidity and uh, <laughs> several technical glitches, which right. hopefully uh, editing will mask from our poor listeners. <laughs> Thanks for they will never know. Us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, our <laughs> listeners know we don't we don't edit the show. Anybody who's ever listened to the show, we've said that a million times. Yeah. But occasionally there's a hiccup or a glitch in the system, and we have to. Yeah. So, and this, for one whatever reason or another, but it's plagued this one had happened today. a few times. So. Oh, well. Casper's yes. got his work cut out for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Good luck. Yeah. Uh, as always, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll, we'll catch you all next week. Yeah.